Well, hello, everyone. This is Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. We just took forever trying to do that intro, and we're getting uh, interrupted there with some crosstalk conversation. But I'm glad we were able to kick off the show. <laughs> it's about time. Uh, the time is... No, just kidding. All right, guys. Well, um, last week we uh, did a list of our top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, we, I think we had a really good discussion. Um, and this week we're going to be doing our top 10 running backs. So, Cody, I don't think we need to wait any longer. Let's get going. All right, Cody. So we are continuing our, um, I guess, our list that we have been making uh, mm-hmm. as long as we're in quarantine. Um, so... Last week we did quarterbacks. We kind of got into, I don't want to say a scuffle because we're still, you know, we're back for, for another week. Yeah. Um, but we, we did kind of get into a disagreement mm-hmm. um, about a few quarterbacks. And, you know, we found out that you hate Carson Wentz. So that's, you know. That's, I've, I resent that enough. statement. We are going to cause another rift between mommy and daddy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, am I wrong? I mean, he's out of your top. 10. No, I don't hate him. I don't. Okay, you want to go? Want to talk you, about it again? You want to go the whole again? Show to argue with this part. <laughs> this is. I've been waiting to do this this whole time. No, 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 no. Uh, no, we had we had a really good discussion. No question. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, it was kind of in our interpretation of who we think is better. So. Um, but, uh, you know, if you go on Twitter, that's basically all the arguments is, you know, everyone's opinion, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's how even, it goes. Even if you didn't want their opinion. <laughs> so this week we are doing our top 10 running backs. Um, running back obviously is a huge deal in fantasy football. And I found that out when I was trying to do research, because apparently when you write top 10 running backs, ranked they just automatically assume it's fantasy football mm-hmm. and i was looking for more of like the pro football focus type thing you know mm-hmm. the grades and stuff and you know how they're running in between tackles no no no, it's all fantasy football <laughs> i was getting so mad it was my all that matters <laughs> my wife was like oh my god just go to nfl.com and just look at the the lead leaguer stats and i was like I don't want to. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of hard to explain to her. So anyway, um, but I'm excited about doing this. Uh, we have quite, I don't think we have anyone in the same position in this one. It's not yeah, like quarterback where no. they have the same top three. Uh, I think I think we're completely different one through ten. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a pretty fair assessment because when you read off your list before we started, I don't think there was one person that we ranked in the same, same spot. I don't yeah. even think, and, and I, my top 10 doesn't even have the exact 10 that you have. You have a completely, you, you've got about probably about three different guys that are on your list compared to what I have also. Yeah, I think so. And then you have the people that I put in my list, you have in your honorable mentions and, and vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Cody. Well, without further ado, let's hear your top 10. And uh, then we'll argue. All right, let's do it. So, again, my top 10 running backs are based off of the upcoming season that we talked about. Very similar to our quarterback 
uh, rankings that we did last week. So I'm going to kick it off with number one with being Christian McCaffrey. Do I need to say any more? He is a fantasy monster. Um, a lot of people think that he's not going to be what he was um, in Carolina now that Cam Newton's not there. An argument could be made now that he's going to have an even more vital role um, with whoever the quarterback is. I think Bridgewater now, who will probably be, you know, presumably the starter. I don't think there's anybody even in the backup um, position that's going to compete with Teddy Bridgewater, but which probably means that McCaffrey's going to have a lot because I don't think of Teddy Bridgewater as a gunslinger or someone that flings the ball very far. So which means he'll probably dunk and dive. And also McCaffrey's really good in between the tackles. He's really fast on the outside. So you know, Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, is the number one running back, um, a true dual threat. And he had um, over 1,300 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns just in rushing, and then 1,000 yards receiving and four receiving touchdowns. So a, a literal dual threat. Uh, next, I have Derrick Henry. For the last two and a half seasons, he's been an absolute monster. An argument could be made, and I think you're going to make it on, the, on your side, Drew, of Henry being the top back in all of the uh, football. Um, but 1,500 yards um, last season, 16 touchdowns, two more receiving touchdowns. Uh, so he had career high in rushes, touchdowns, receiving yards. And also the only unfortunate part is he had a career high in fumbles. I believe the number was five that he had last year. Um, I have Alvin Kamara at number three. Now, before people kind of say, wait, what are you talking about? He had a really terrible year. Um, he had injuries. Uh, Drew Brees had injuries. And so there was a lot of kind of the only player that really – stayed consistent was Michael Thompson or Michael Thomas part, big pardon and he was the only one that really stayed consistent even after Drew Brees got injured and even when Cal, uh, Cal, Alvin Kamara pardon me <laughs> was banged up um, you know Thomas was the only one that got his so I think Kamara is uh, in line to get a huge breakout season and um, I really do think that the Buccaneers and the Saints will probably be jockeying for the number one seed um, in that division. And I think Kamara is going to be a huge part of that offense. Number four, I've got Saquon Barkley. Um, I know that he's going to have a new head coach, but with uh, Daniel Jones being a second-year quarterback, I think they're going to rely on Barkley a lot more, considering that their only other option other than Barkley is going to be Ingram. And I think Ingram is going to have injuries, which he's demonstrated the last three years that he doesn't really stay healthy. So I think Barkley is going to be probably a legit number one option, which means he's going to get a lot of touches and a lot of looks. But he's got such explosive speed that when you think you have him, you don't. And hopefully this time he doesn't second-guess himself with his cuts because it seemed like last season when he would make a move between the tackles, he would make an extra move that got him caught by a defender that he just lost. So hopefully he makes that one move and goes rather than you know being too shifty and too too cute to where he gets uh, caught up by the defense. So um, at number five, I've got Delvin Cook. Um, he had career high in all-purpose yards, so total receiving and um, rushing, along with 13 touchdowns. Um, I don't think the Minnesota Vikings are going to make the playoffs next season. I think their offense is going to take a big step back. But I don't think that uh, Delvin Cook's production will go back. But I also don't think that he'll have an explosive season as he did this past year. I think because the offense is going to take a step back, Delvin Cook's um, may not be as valuable as well. But are, I, you, are you saying they're taking a step back because of the offensive coordinator leaving? That, and I just don't think – I think Kirk Cousins in this third year, he's not going to have Diggs, which I know that people may not be very high on Diggs, but honestly, Diggs was a big reason why Adam Thielen got um, opened a lot. I really think that's going to make a difference in this offense and why Delvin Cook may not get the ball. I mean, he'll get the ball, 
but I think the offense will foc- uh, focus around him. Thielen will only be able to do so much. And I think we'll see, I don't think we'll see the Vikings offense as explosive. We did the last two seasons. I think they'll probably take a step back in, in those terms, just because again, the new offensive coordinator, like you pointed out, and again, they just lost Stefan Diggs, which is probably going to be, in my opinion, a bigger impact than what most people are going to assume. I want people to understand that how big of a statement that is, that the reason Adam Thielen was getting open. Now, I know this is going to be a completely different discussion, and mm-hmm. when we get to receivers, we can kind of go into it. But um, Adam Thielen was very successful because he also had Stefan Diggs on the other side of him. Yeah. So I completely agree with you, and I want people to understand that because that's why a lot of people are so high on Stefan Diggs, even if he doesn't have the numbers that they thought he would. But it is because of Adam Thielen um, that Diggs wasn't getting as much. You know, Thielen was was kind of the the short route guy, and Diggs was more of the long, you know, deeper route type of, right. type of guy. So. I completely agree with you, and I want people to completely understand that, and I hope we get into it um, a little bit deeper into that when we talk about receivers. But I don't want that to go unnoticed because I thought that was a perfect point that you just made. Well, thank you for that, Drew. So we'll circle back to that point when we do wide receivers. So number six I have on my list is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I know that he's probably going to be a little bit higher on your list, Drew, but for me, Ezekiel Elliott, I just think that I think the Cowboys losing uh, Travis Frederick is going to be a huge, um, huge difference for the offense. I think that they'll be still a good, uh, decent offense. I don't think that their offensive line is going to completely crumble, but when you're missing a 29 year old center, who is essentially one of your leaders on your offensive line and you completely lose him, um, you know, that's going to be hard to replace. You're not going to be able to just find that center just, you know, on your bench or, you know, just in free agency or whatnot. So I think, uh, I think Zeke is going to have to work a little extra hard. I don't, I don't doubt that he will, though. I mean, he's, I don't think he's posted anything under than 1,000 yards except for one year in his entire career, but has, is a touchdown machine. Um, now it's all about the Cowboys getting out of their own way and maybe with Mike McCarthy now taking over, Zeke may get the ball a lot more often. But I think that Mike McCarthy is going to be more of an aerial attack and Cooper is going to be a huge focal point. Gallup's going to be a huge focal point. Um, for Dak, but that doesn't mean though Zeke won't get his. I mean, I don't. I think he's too talented of a running back to hold him back. I just don't. I just we'll see where it goes, and that's why I have him number six. Josh Jacobs for the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow, that's weird to say. Um, I have him at number seven. Um, in our opinion, he is the offensive rookie of the year, even though it was given to um, Kyler Murray, which still a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for being a rookie, he had seven, um, r- rushing touchdowns, almost 1200 yards, um, rushing a little under, um, 200 yards and receiving. Um, and he played injured most of the season, which a lot of people, <laughs> I, I don't think go, should go unnoticed because yeah. he could have had a better potential or maybe even better stats if he wasn't so injured, which is probably mm-hmm. some of the reason why, you know, he maybe didn't get the ball as often. He didn't get so many catches or mm-hmm. whatnot, because he did have a shoulder injury for majority of the season. But for being a rookie, he was able to be a number one back. And I only think he's going to get better because as he's still in Gruden's offense and as we're in Las Vegas now in a totally different city, I think he's going to be super electric on the field. And that's why I have him at number seven. I have got David Johnson at number eight. Now I know people are like, David Johnson, you mean the running back that uh, Hopkins got traded for? Yes, and with Randall Cobb as his replacement. Um, 
I think David Johnson, though, is a dual threat, just like Christian McCaffrey in the sense of, you know, before he before David Johnson basically got benched by his coach, he was putting up an average of 50 yards from each receiving and rushing. So he's averaging over 100 yards all scrimmage. And he he may have only finished the season in six total touchdowns, but because of his limited uh, touches, you know, obviously those are going to go down. I think with being with the Texans, him getting a better quarterback, in my opinion, one with a lot more experience. And in my opinion, Texans are a better offensive line. I think David Johnson's going to see a surge in rushing uh, attempts, obviously, yards, catches, touchdowns. I just think that he's going to be in the top 10 of best running backs for um, the upcoming seasons. That's why I got him at number eight. I have Nick Chubbs at number nine because, again, he's going to be sharing carries with um, Hunt. Hunt is a super talented running back who does both. So that's going to be very hard to kind of steal. Um, you know, it's going to be very easy for Hunt to steal any carries or, or catches from Chubbs, which is Chubbs got to worry about. But, you know, he did finish with a career high in almost 1,500 yards rushing, eight touchdowns. So he's definitely a workhorse in the Cleveland Browns offense. And I have Joe Mixon at number 10 uh, for posting another uh, 1,100-yard season. And uh, he had eight touchdowns total. Um, and honestly, he takes care of the ball. Drew, did you know that he has not fumbled the ball since 2017? I did know that. You did know that. I'm very glad did, you did. I, I did research. I'm glad you did your homework. <laughs> Anyways, he takes care of the ball. And not only that, but he is a, he's a runner who sees the field with great vision. And he's a great pass catching out of the backfield as well, who can, you know, relieves Dalton in a lot of positions. Um, even with the backup quarterback, he was there. I think the game in London, if I'm not mistaken, was a real big breakout game for him this past season where, you know, the offense wasn't doing very much. But then all of a sudden, Joe Mixon was relied on and he came through for them in a big way. Mm-hmm. So I think with Joe Burrow probably being the presumed quarterback in Cincinnati, I think that Joe Mixon's going to be the one that benefits probably, if not more, than anybody else there in, in Cincinnati. Why do you think I always draft Joe Mixon in our fantasy football leagues? Because you like your heart broken in the first four weeks <laughs> of the season? <laughs> no, I mean, he's always, he's always, he always comes in clutch when I need him. I love yeah, Joe Mixon. Very true. Um, I don't hate your list. Uh, I want to start off by saying that. I, I would disagree with the order, obviously, because obviously our order is completely different from each other. Um, but having, I know you have Christian McCaffrey one. Um, I actually have Derrick Henry at number one. And the reason I have Derrick Henry is not only did he throw the Tennessee Titans on his back through the regular season to get to the playoffs, but during the playoffs, he then put the team on his back again, beat the new England Patriots who, Everyone figured was going to still get to the Super Bowl no matter what was going on. Um, he beat the high-powered Baltimore Ravens offense that seemed like they couldn't do anything towards the end of the game. Um, and then barely, I mean, they were had the lead against the Chiefs and ended up, and ended up losing um, because they couldn't run the football anymore. So Derrick Henry, to me, is the definition of the best running back in the game because he put the team on his back and he was successful. Now, obviously, other things have to come into play. But I think with Derrick Henry, he has definitely progressed. Over the last two years, he's had over 1,000 yards. And this year, he led the league in in rushing yards and led the league in in, uh, rushing touchdowns. Well, tied for first. 
So I I love Derrick Henry. I always I always liked him coming out of Alabama. Um, I don't think the Titans really gave him a good enough chance or good enough uh, run plays to actually get going. Um, but I think they finally figured out what Derrick Henry can really do. So uh, he's my number one. Christian McCaffrey at number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like what you said. I mean, this guy, he caught over 1,000 passing yards as a running back. I mean, that's ridiculous. And then he still ran for over, you know, 1,300 yards, 15 uh, rushing touchdowns and four uh, receiving touchdowns. So McCaffrey is is a fantastic player, and he did it with a, with a quarterback named uh, Kyle Allen. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? This guy was was dominant. And he he was another guy who had to put the team on his back. But mm-hmm. the Panthers were rolling for a while. Yep. But towards the end, they did kind of need a, somewhat of a quarterback who, who wasn't going to throw, you know, picks or, you know, something like that. And Kyle Allen ended up not doing so hot towards the end. Yeah. Um, as, as vice versa, you could, you know, Ryan Tannehill um, wasn't throwing interceptions. And so Henry was able to keep running. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, McCaffrey at number two. Um, I have Dalvin Cook at number three, and I really like this kid. I liked him coming out of Florida State. I actually thought he should have been uh, the first running back taken. I believe it was in the same draft as Todd as Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Man, I should have see. I should have looked that up. But anyway. I remember looking at Dalvin Cook and watching him, and I go, this guy is shifty, and he is such a great he, – he's got great vision. Like, he sees what's going to happen before it happens, and that's exactly what you want in a running back. And he doesn't have to rely on – you know, he, he has to be the fastest guy like, like a Chris Johnson, or mm-hmm. he's got to be the strongest guy like a Derrick Henry. He's a guy who can rely – on what he sees is happening, and he then will decide what he's going to do after that. He's mm-hmm. so good. Um, I don't think this guy needs a great offensive line to be successful. I do think he needs a good offensive line to stay healthy, and that is his issue is he does get injured a lot. And like what you said, with offensive coordinator being gone, I'm a little bit worried. I think their offensive line is not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. And I also do believe that Kirk Cousins, like you, you said, he's going to take a step back as well. And so in, in turn, that is going to hurt Dalvin Cook. But I really like Dalvin Cook. I think he's very underrated. And it's because a lot of people, when you talk about the Minnesota Vikings, you're talking about Kirk Cousins. So, right. um, And especially right now, you're talking about Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> Cook is three. Uh, I have Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott four. Um, he is a, he's a good catch, catching running back, um, out of the backfield. Um, you know, he's actually very quick. He doesn't look like it, like he is, but he, he's very quick. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's strong too. Ezekiel Elliott, I believe was Saquon Barkley before Saquon Barkley came into the league. Mm -hmm. Um, he is just a load to take down. The only issue is we've seen Elliot kind of stall when either um, Prescott isn't playing well or the offensive line is struggling. So I do have my reservations for Ezekiel Elliott, but to consistently come into this league as a rookie mm-hmm. and do what he has done, 
um, I, you can't take that away. And if I were going to draft Ezekiel Elliott in fantasy football, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had, you know, let's say Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, and then the top three that is, of course, I'm going to take the top three and probably Aaron Jones and Saquon. But I do like Ezekiel Elliott. I think, and especially on the team that he's on, he's mm-hmm. going to be used a lot. So that's why I have him at number four. It's not, I'm not saying he is number four, but I'm saying I think his usage is going to make him uh, the fourth best running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, I have Aaron Jones. This is another, I mean, I, I really looked at running backs who were told that you basically need to carry the team. And I feel like Aaron Jones really carried the Green Bay Packers this year. Yes, Aaron Rodgers had a really good year. He threw for over 4,000 yards. But it was his lowest passing touchdowns that I've seen in a while. And um, Aaron Jones had 16 rushing touchdowns. And he had a game, I think, where he got two receiving touchdowns, and he had three total all year. So... Aaron Jones is a guy who is asked to do a lot, and he's still young. So I believe that he's going to be really good, and I believe the Packers are going to be around where they were this year. Um, I think a lot of teams are going to know that, hey, we need to stop Jones, and I think they're going to figure out a little bit. So that's why I have him lower than Ezekiel Elliott. But um, I do believe that Aaron Jones is a very talented running back. He's still been doing it. Uh, for a couple of years. So it's not like this is his, it was his first year. He was doing something well, Um, you know, the year before uh, the year before last, he was, he was still doing really well. He just didn't have as a successful year as he did this past year. Uh, Number six, I have Saquon Barkley. I'm not as high as everyone else is on Saquon Barkley. What he does is absolutely amazing. But being on a very bad New York Giants team, he really hasn't made them better. He's made them better to watch, but he hasn't made them better. When Daniel Jones came, then all of a sudden we're seeing the Giants look better. So, and, and I think we can agree. I mean, the, the league is definitely a quarterback league. But if you look at Derrick Henry, the way he took over his team. You look at Christian McCaffrey, the way he took over his team. You look at... Um, Aaron Jones, who the way he took over his team, those guys really did something and made the team better. When you look at Saquon Barkley, he's putting up these great. I mean, he's a guy that if I, if the Raiders were going to go after him, I would love it. it with him and Josh Jacobs would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I mean, in that instance, yeah, he's going to make the team better. But if we were going to get rid of Josh Jacobs and keep Saquon Barkley, I don't think he makes it better. I think he, he, it's the same Raiders, just with a different name running back. So that's my argument with Saquon. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the guy is ridiculous. He's got calves of, that are bigger than uh, uh, tree trunks. I mean, the dude is just ridiculous. Um, and he's very shifty for how big he is. So I'm not saying that he's not a good talent. I, I completely agree. But the way I ranked these guys was how did they handle um, being the guy when the actual guy uh, was gone or they, they had to step up to the plate. And to me, Saquon Barkley has not proven that he can do that. Um, number seven, I have Nick Chubb. 
Now, Nick Chubb, when he had to take over for the Browns, the Browns started winning a little bit. Um, so he's a guy that's very interesting. But just like what you said with Kareem Hunt being on the team, you kind of have to take a step back and look. Hunt is probably – he actually, Kareem Hunt looked really good when he did start playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have to take that into, into consideration. Um, I believe that with Nick Chubb, and um, Stefanski, the, the head coach, the new head coach of the Browns, who was formerly the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, um, I think he's going to create a lot of good plays for Nick Chubb. So I think maybe I'm ranking Nick Chubb too high, but I re- I've liked him since, since his days in Georgia. He started all four years there. And that's another worry that I have, though, is he played all four years at Georgia. So... That is a little bit of a concern because there is some tread on those tires. Um, but he's a, as he proved last year, he's very talented. And when they use him the way they need to use him, mm-hmm. he excelled tremendously. And I think they have a better head coach this year. Uh, I think Nick Chubb is going to be very good. And if you're looking for uh, fantasy running backs who should be taken in the first round but probably won't be taken second or third round, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb would be one I would definitely look at. Yeah. Um, hey, who knew this was going to be a fantasy podcast? I did because I, every time I looked, it was fantasy football. <laughs> Number eight, I have Mark Ingram. Now, the reason I have Mark Ingram is what he did in New Orleans, he was, towards the end, he really got into his own, and I think he got more confident. Then he goes to Baltimore, where it's basically a running offense, and um, then you have Lamar Jackson that is in front of you and can really make anything happen um, that makes everyone focus on Lamar Jackson and they forget about Mark Ingram and Mark Ingram had a phenomenal year. He had over a thousand rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns and not, not to discredit him in this case, he had five receiving touchdowns Mm -hmm. and only 247 yards. So when he's catching the ball, he's scoring a touchdown. It seems like so Mm -hmm. I really, really like uh, Mark Ingram. I'm a lot higher on him than you are. Um, not by much, because I know he. you said he was on your honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I like Mark Ingram a lot. I think he's, he's going to be very successful. Number nine, I have Alvin Kamara. Now, you had him at number three. Mm-hmm. My issue with Alvin Kamara, yes, he had injuries, and I love him. I would have drafted him first last year, yeah. um, but I had to draft second. And so I got Christian McCaffrey, and I'm glad I did. Oh, I'm so sorry for your heartbreak. Yeah. There. So sorry you couldn't get what you wanted. That, that was in your league. Yeah. So, um, you guys don't. You guys don't do where you landed. You guys do uh, a different order every year. So um, I got pick number two, which I was like, man, that's so unfair. I won last year, and so uh-huh. now I get to pick two. That's so terrible. Um, <laughs> I figured people were so pissed off at that. Uh, oh, no, but people anyway, are pissed I, off at TradeGate two seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh my god, that's another podcast yeah. for another day. Because, so. um, but yeah, Alvin Kamara, I have a number nine. I love Alvin Kamara. I think he's so talented because he's so thin. So he is exactly what Dalvin Cook has to do. He cannot rely on just his speed. He has to rely on his vision, and it helps when you have Drew Brees, and we've seen that over a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. My issue with Alvin Kamara, yes, he had the injuries, but when Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback, 
you you can make the argument yes he was injured but he didn't really excel you he didn't really take the role you know what i mean mm-hmm. he didn't, even when drew Brees was there he wasn't like okay i'm the running back now there's no mark ingram behind me there's no one i need to be worried about i am the guy i'm going to take this over he never did that he was more like okay now i have the job and he just kind of did what he normally did um, and when you don't have a Mark Ingram behind you, it's less effective. Mm-hmm. So I want to see him make that step. I, I believe in him because, like I said, I love his vision. But I need to see him make that step to overcome the shadow of, hey, I, when I was successful, I had Mark Ingram behind me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had that push. So I want to see that from him. That's, that's honestly the reason why I've ranked him so low but I wanted him in my top 10 because I thought it would be insane not to have him in my 10. Yeah. My number 10, you were actually very surprised about this. Melvin Gordon. And the reason I have Melvin Gordon is he didn't start the year. I think he missed what four straight games before he actually came into. I think he season. missed the first I think he missed more. four. Or, I want to say he didn't come in until like week six or seven he was out for for yeah. a while it was out for a while it wasn't four games that's for sure i think it was a little bit longer than that he was tied for eighth in rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. in that span mm-hmm. on a bad chargers team and by the time he came in it looked already bleak for the chargers it didn't look like they were going to do anything right and they had some injuries on defense so that kind of that kind of, you know, made things worse. But with Melvin Gordon going to the Broncos, who had Philip Lindsay, who actually had a decent year mm-hmm. on a bad Broncos team, he's going to be scary. And then you add Philip Lindsay on top of that, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be very, very successful. Now, Austin Eckler really took over the running back position because they wanted to have a guy who can, you know, catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's a little shifty as well. Mm-hmm. But I got to be honest, with Melvin Gordon, I think he's he was definitely easily the most talented running back over Austin Eckler. And I think Melvin Gordon really wants to have a prove-it year this year in Denver. Um, and I would be surprised if he didn't lead – if he didn't have, you know, top five rushing touchdowns or top five uh, rushing yards next year. And I know that's a huge, um, huge prediction, but I really like Melvin Gordon. I think he's super, super talented. Um, And I think he just was kind of a victim to what had happened in the off season and then kind of bled into the regular season. Mm -hmm. And then when he finally came back, it was like, well, the Chargers are already out. So who cares? Right. But to to be tied for eighth in the league in rushing touchdowns and only playing, you know, I mean, I think we're. I think the game total was like maybe like six. I think he missed six. Yeah. So I think he maybe only paid played ten weeks at most. Mm-hmm. You know, at total. I don't, so, I don't. Again, I think that number's still a little high. But I mean, that's a really good stat to still be ranked eighth in all of the National Football League, and yeah. you missed more than a third of the season you know yeah so it's ridiculous so he's my number 10 i did want to bring up you had josh jacobs at number seven 
I love that. I wanted him in my top 10. My only issue is he was a rookie last year and he did have some injuries. I want to see what he can do next year once defenses, NFL defenses, have ha- has had a year um, to watch film on what he can do. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what he can do with defenses now. Mm-hmm. So I, want to see, I wanted to wait. I also wrote Todd Gurley down. I know everyone's off on Todd Gurley, but he was actually tied for fifth in uh, rushing touchdowns, which really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was under the 1,000-yard mark, um, but a lot of you could also argue that um, they really didn't play him as much as they usually do, and that's why he didn't get those rushing yards. But he did score a lot of touchdowns. He scored 12. Yeah. So, you know, Todd Gurley, I, I still love his talent. Um, you know, this was, this was the worry of of everyone when he was being drafted of he does get injured. So what are we going to do? And it kind of looks like he has a lingering injury. So that is a cause for concern, but um, you know, I'm still holding out faith. Um, I did write Marlon Mack. I think he needs to be an honorable mention because he's been the starting running back for the last two years for the Colts Mm -hmm. and has done really well. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chris Carson, he had a phenomenal year last year on a very bad offensive line in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joe Mixon. I love Joe Mixon. It was either him or Melvin Gordon. And when I was looking at the numbers of Melvin Gordon and kind of like what he did in only limited games, mm-hmm. um, I went with Melvin Gordon. When you said Joe Mixon, I kind of wish I put Mixon at number 10. <laughs> but um, I'm going to stick to uh, Melvin Gordon. But, and so I would, I would say Melvin Gordon – or sorry, Melvin Gordon. Uh, Joe Mixon is 11, and I would say Josh Jacobs is 12. Very cool. No, I, I, I like your list. I, I like the, um, the placement of majority of the guys. I mean, honestly, I think there's about – 12 guys, 15 guys that were arguing who's going to be top 10 and then who's outside the top 10 looking in. Uh, some of my honorable mentions, actually Gordon made my honorable mention list. So he's outside the top 10. Austin Eckler, I have him outside my honorable mentions. I just think with um, how explosive he is, how shifty he is, uh, in my opinion, he's just, he's like um, Darren Sproles 2.0. He just does a little bit of everything. And he essentially makes that Chargers um, offense, you know, light up. So um, another honorable mention, which I feel like that he needs to be somewhere on the top 10, but because he's on this team, it's going to hold him back. And I'm talking about Le'Veon Bell. Um, He is too talented to be wasting it at the Jets. And shame on the Jets for wasting Le'Veon Bell's talent. I think he's only 26 years old, maybe. And Mm -hmm. the fact that he's that young still has a lot of tread left on the tires. and you know, granted, he's got a good quarterback in Sam Darnold, and that's pretty much it. They don't really have anything else going for them. The coach definitely doesn't believe in him because uh, I think reports came out that he didn't even want him on the team, and yet they have him. So, yeah. you, know, you know, Le'Veon Bell did really good with what he had to work with, but, you know, he, need, he deserves to be in the top 10. But because of his team, I don't see him getting in there. Uh, Mark yeah. Ingram has a, as an honorable mention. My biggest hangup is it's the turnovers or well, sometimes turnovers, but also the injuries. Um, you know, so that's one of the things that holds me back from Mark Ingram being in the top 10. And then Chris Carson as well, bad offensive line. He was injured majority of last season. So makes it really tough to put him in the top 10. If you're going to be missing a lot of time and 
you know, plus Seattle had a lot of running backs by committee. So when one went out, you just plug another one in. So really how valuable are you if another guy can just go in there and rush? You know, they even brought back uh, they even brought back Marshawn Lynch for a playoff game or two. And it seemed to work out for a hot minute before, you know, he wasn't there any longer. So, you know, definitely some interesting names on this list. And, um, you know, there will probably be new names added through the draft, free agency. So, yeah, you know, but for right now, though, your top 10, I like it. And uh, we'll see, man. I mean, running back, unfortunately, is like one of those dying breeds. It's like an endangered tiger. Yeah. And yeah, Joe it's... Exotic is running the tiger rink. And, uh, <laughs> and we need to Joe... find a way to free these tigers. <laughs> Joe Mixon does play for the Bengals. And I know. Do he you... does kind of feel like he's trapped right now. Can you imagine when um, when Joe Burrows gets drafted by the Bengals, what his nickname is going to be? Joe Exotic Burrows. Oh, yeah. You just wait. Oh, my God. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's totally going <laughs> to Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I did want to kind of go into Joe Mixon a little bit because, I like I said, I really like Joe Mixon. I think he's been very underrated because of the team that he plays for. Um, he had a really, really slow start. Um, and I was to the point where I almost was going to trade him in fantasy mm-hmm. and no one wanted him. And I'm kind of glad no one did because he finally, like you said, he got out of that funk um, in London and all of a sudden he, he just didn't stop from there. And he had a really bad offensive line. That was the other thing is a lot of people were saying, well, Joe Mixon, you know, he's not very good anymore. And I was like, no, it's not that he's not good. It's mm-hmm. just every game I would watch of the Bengals, he was just getting stopped right at the line because no one would block. And I was like, dude, this is miserable. I'm I, think I, remember, I think I remember texting you one day. I think we were watching a Bengals and some other team. I can't remember mm-hmm. what the team was, but we were watching it. And the Bengals, nothing creatively. They'd run it up. And Joe Mixon gets stuffed and then they yeah. go and I don't even think at this point they I think they sat Andy Dalton at the time and I can't even remember who the backup quarterback is goes for a drop back and whatever the little three yard slant was couldn't even put it on the receiver anywhere and it was just the worst offense you'd ever seen out of the Bengals yeah until for some reason like something got kick-started and they started actually putting up yardage and you know I maybe it was when Andy Dalton came back and they actually started doing something but you know, the Bengals were a hot mess. And, you know, imagine if Joe Mixon had even a average O-line that was blocking for him. He would probably be as many rushing yards as Derrick Henry right about now. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Joe Mixon is very underrated. I think Dalvin Cook is very underrated, but because of his injuries, that's why. Um. And there was, and like I said, a lot of, I think a lot of people, especially Raider fans, because, you know, if you've listened to the show enough, you know that we're Raider fans. Um, I think a lot of people would be like, how could you not have Josh Jacobs in your top 10? Believe me, I want to put Josh Jacobs there, but I, I am the type of person, I, you know what, you can say that I'm, I'm slow to a lot of things. Um, I didn't see Josh Jacobs in, in college, so that's why I need to see him another year in the NFL to see how he handles defenses. When I saw Todd Gurley in college, I knew that he would be successful, but he does have an injury history. When I saw Nick Chubb, 
I saw what he could do for multiple years in college. So I knew this kid is going to work. Derrick Henry, the same thing. You could go on and on. So I have to see a certain player in college, and then I have to see them in the NFL to to really say, okay, this person is going to be good. This person won't. And, I, and to be honest, Josh Jacobs, he wasn't the focal point at Alabama. Mm-hmm. and he had a good game in the national championship. And a lot of people argue that's why the Raiders drafted him. But hey, look, it worked out. But we have to see him another year to see how he handles NFL defenses. Because to be honest, we haven't seen that in college. He had one one year with Alabama where he was the consistent starter. And so that's my little holdup with Josh Jacobs. Even though he was a complete beast, and had a separated shoulder and still was taking it to the Green Bay Packers and other teams. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's just my argument. I love that you have Alvin Kamara at number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted him higher, but I was like, man, with this past year, I just, I don't know if I could do it. So, yeah, I commend you're you more bold ha- than I am. Yeah, well, you want to talk about bold. I commend you for having Aaron Jones in the top ten, and especially in the top five. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many seasons, you know, someone drafts Aaron Jones and he gets let down by the lack of production. And then, you know, with this new green Bay offense that they got with their new coach, he actually started seeing some more, you know, catches and some more rushes and he's actually productive. So I'm hoping that's, you know, year two with this new quarterback, it'll continue because if not, I mean, Aaron Jones is going to be another glorified. um, uh, What was the cheeseburger Eddie player from uh, Alabama? (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Trent Richardson no, well that too but Eddie Lacy who oh. was drafted by the Green Bay oh, Packers is supposed to be the savior <laughs> and he lasted two seasons two or three seasons <laughs> and he didn't do anything but again an argument oh, can be made that that was maybe more McCarthy than it was Lacy well you know and a lot of people do forget that Eddie Lacy had a really good rookie year and his second year wasn't terrible it wasn't I mean it wasn't as good as his rookie year Right, but yeah, he but he was after, doing a day, and then all of a sudden the spring training, or what was it? It was um, it was uh, uh the um, God, I can't think of it. Training camp. Yes, it was training camp. I was said spring training. I know, because like, I'm in baseball, baseball mode right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the training camp, the pictures of him, he looked bigger than some of the offensive linemen. <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah. Oh man, poor yes. guy. Uh, good stuff. I think it was the picture ruined his career. It was the picture. It wasn't even him. It was the picture. It ruined him. Yeah. It ruined him. <laughs> well, now he's not even in the NFL. So, I mean, was it the picture or was it was it him? But anyways, I'm anyways, going down a rabbit hole here. I'm just hoping that Aaron Jones, you know, continues on his yeah. production cuz Aaron Rodgers is really high on him. So mm-hmm. are the other guys, and it's just disappointing when you see somebody that they have so much hope and promise in. They don't give him the ball. Yeah. And who knows? Aaron Jones could be, you know, someone that's in the top three in this argument. Because um, it's he definitely can definitely can pass catch. He definitely can run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all about how he's gonna do when he's the man and you know, not held not held back by the system or the coaches or whatever personnel's on the field. So my my only worry with him, even though I did have him in my top five, is he uh did lose an offensive lineman. He was a pretty big one for um, 
for the Packers. So that's a little that's a little worrisome. But um, you know, I feel like with Aaron Rodgers and then uh trusting in Aaron Jones, I think this is the first running back that he's actually, you know, Aaron Rodgers is really embracing. So uh it'll be interesting to see this uh, this uh next year. Yeah. Definitely interesting. Well, it was good. That was a good conversation. There wasn't really too much argument. There was too much agreement, I would I would say. But, yeah, I know. We, uh, need to, we need to talk about something that we need to we need to fight about. Yeah. Um <laughs> you know, like Ben like for example, the fact that you still have been big Ben in your top ten, I think is is asinine. <laughs> that that guy who's Oprah, Okay, let Mr. Ryan Tannehill, let's not go there, okay? Ryan Tannehill in the top ten, ridiculous. And you know it. I would put Joe Burrow in the top 10 before I would put Ryan Tannehill, okay? I would put... I would put Jamarcus Russell in the top 10 before yes. I put... <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. No, that's... Okay, uh, we're, we're crossing the line. I would put Peyton Manning now over <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. I would put Peyton Manning now over almost half of the people that we even talked about. Ha- that's, Peyton, that's true. Peyton Manning now? Are you kidding me? He didn't even need a training camp. He could just go into a football right now, and he could probably be top 10. Easily. <laughs> that's true. He is very smart. All right, guys. Well, we had a really good conversation, and we had to argue a little bit, apparently. Um, hey, guys, go to our website. It is DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. Um, all of our content will be on there, all of our podcasts, YouTube, um, all of our social media stuff. If you want to email us a question um, or you're just kind of uh, wanting to message us for whatever reason, um, our emails are on there. So we would appreciate all that. Um, on our podcasts, go and uh, rate and review on whatever forum you listen to these podcasts. Every rate and review does help. We appreciate all of the love that we've gotten so far um, and we want to continue that. Also, if you're looking for any workout gear, um, especially for at home right now, um, go to uh, FNX Fit, um, and they have a they have a great stuff. They actually just restocked on a lot of their stuff, so um, des- definitely take advantage if you want to get um, some uh, some percentage off, fifteen percent off to be exact. Go to uh, Capital FNXD, and then R E W. C O D E at C C O D E 15. Uh, that is our promo code. Um, it's only going to be capitalized on F N X D. And then, um, also, um, go to our uh, Instagram. We have an Instagram TV, um, where we're posting videos. Uh, it's a 30 for 30 MLB style, uh, Today we just posted day seven, so tomorrow will be day eight. Um, and uh, we're just going through all the baseball teams and who is their best player. Um, if you're a fantasy baseball player, it is perfect for you because it'll be guys who you're going to want to think about drafting, uh, whether it be you know in the early rounds or in the late rounds. If you're not a fantasy baseball player, but you just want to know who you would like to watch, because uh, it almost seems like baseball may be the first sport to start. Hopefully we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, So baseball is expecting to be a big sport coming up. So if you want to kind of see um, who you should watch, definitely go and look at that. Um, So I think I've hit everything, Cody. (laughs) Did I miss anything or have anything else to say? No, but I will remind everybody, please don't forget to wash your hands. 
If you see anybody uh, who works in the medical industry, give them a big thank you for being on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Also, links and um, links and the promo code that Drew was talking about for FNX Fit, all of our social media handles, our website will all be linked in the description of today's show. So don't worry, guys. We'll still have all that stuff in print down yes. below. <laughs> so if I made that very confusing, yeah, I just go to the website. It's okay. I did it on purpose. Just say that. <laughs> it's okay. It's no worse than me trying to pronounce a name. And it, Pomeranz, Pomeranz. Pomeranian. That Pomeranian kid's good, isn't he? All right, guys, we had fun. And uh, hey, also go check out our two bays in a pod. We're going to have a new episode. Um, should be dropping uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hey, it's last week's was phenomenal. And I'm not just saying that because I was on it. It was actually really, really good. Cody and I had a great discussion. You guys would love it. It's really fun. Um, go check all the episodes out as well. So thank you, everyone. <laughs>